want to talk to you today about 1 Samuel 17. you got to remember that the Philistines, Goliath in this case, has been the champion for the Philistines. And for the last 40 days, they have been taunting God's people. Now, God's people are extremely religious, to say the least, and to put it into perspective. These are a people of spirit. They are an ancient people. They are attuned to God. They seek God. God is part of their life. It's not like today's world where God is an afterthought. God is the forefront of their thought. They believe they are going to be victorious because God is going to be involved. And at this point in time, it's been 40 days and 40 nights, and God doesn't seem to be involved He's waiting for somebody. God is waiting for somebody to show up and to stand in the gap and to take their place and to be obedient to his spirit. Because we'll look at verse 34. And what they tried to do to David, they tried to mold David in their image. They gave David Saul's armor. And David remembered that, you know, I've been a shepherd tending sheep for my father. And whenever a lion or bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I'd go after it, knock it down, and rescue the lamb. I mean, it sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? If it turned on me, I'd just grab it by the throat, wringing its neck and kill it. A lion or bear, it makes no difference. I kill it. And so he just put it into the terms that he knew who he was and how he had reacted in the past. And then he just went on to say, and I'll do the same thing to this Philistine pig who is taunting the troops of God who delivered me from the teeth of the lion and the claws of the bear will deliver me from this Philistine. All right, let's back that up a little bit. Dig into that a little bit because I will do the same thing to this Philistine pig who is taunting the troops of God. Remember their belief. God is real. God is real. God is ever in front of them. God is ever before them. God is the determining factor in all the decisions of one's life. Not just David, but everybody is very conscious of God and what God does for them and what God has done for them, the children of Israel. Very aware of it. They learned this from just the beginning of their lives. This is what they've been taught. This is what they know. David is stating that God who delivered me from the teeth of the lion and the claws of the bear will deliver me from this Philistine. And Saul, who after 40 days, remember these guys are just withered down and they're looking to David now. David's not even a soldier. They're looking to this kid that <laughs> says, they, I can take care of this. And so Saul says, uh, go and God help you. Really, literally thinking he's never going to come back. And it's a good thing he doesn't have my armor, so I don't lose it. David knew who he was. He knew how he had had success in the past against an enemy, against a threat. And so he knew he couldn't wear Saul's armor. He knew this wasn't him. And so he took his shepherd's staff and he selected five smooth stones from the brook, and he put them in his pocket, right there of his shepherd's pack, and with his sling in his hand, approached 
Goliath. And I think that's where the world gets a little turned around because Goliath was expecting an equal, a rival, somebody that finally after 40 days they had come up with that's going to be a match, someone who is militarily his equal. But no, here comes David. He looks at him. Verse 41 states that he just kind of paced back and forth and his shield bearer was in front of him. And he just noticed David and he literally took one look down on him and just sneered because it wasn't a soldier. It wasn't somebody decked out in armor. It wasn't somebody that he had expected to come out and fight as he had thought they would send. They just sent this young boy out there. And in verse 43, Goliath started to ridicule David. Am I a dog that you come after me with a stick? Expectations, logic, reason. Sometimes God doesn't use those things in order to fulfill his word his purpose. He may throw you for a loop if you're locked into logic and reason and thinking, okay, this is how it's got to go. This is what it needs to look like. This is what I should expect. If you're leaning upon your own understanding, you can be wrong. And absolutely, Goliath was wrong, as we know the end of the story. But here's where it starts to turn. In verse 43, Goliath then cursed David by his gods. And now a spiritual form comes in. Before, it was just physical, looking at him, sizing him up. But now it gets spiritual. So the evil spirits within Goliath started to curse David. And he made the fatal mistake of relying on his gods with a lower case G. And Goliath starts to taunt him. Come on. Come on. I'll make roadkill of you for the buzzards, and I'll turn you into a tasty morsel for the field mice. Again, Goliath confident in his stature, in his abilities, in what he would be doing just by mere visual sizing up of David. Didn't know who David is. Nobody really kind of knew who David was. Saul didn't even know who David was, except he was a brother of one of his soldiers. But David answered, you come at me with a sword and a spear and battle axe. So Goliath was armed. I come at you in the name of God of the angel armies, the God of Israel's troops, whom you curse and mock. So Goliath trusted in his sword, his spear, his battle axe, his strength, his stature, his experience in order to take out David and thought that was enough to do it. But when he started cursing him by his gods, the spiritual came into play. And then David knew that it wasn't by his strength that he was going to overcome Goliath. He was not even as tall. I mean, he wasn't as big. He didn't have the armor. He didn't have the wear for all. He was just a boy, literally. And so he says, I come to you in the name of the God of the angel armies. I come at you in the name of God of the angel 
armies. Think about it. He's standing in front declaring that he is now there in the name of God of the angel armies, the God of Israel's troops, whom you curse and mock. We believe as Christians that the name above all names is Jesus Christ. And that is the same name of the God of the angel armies, the God of Israel's troops, whom the world curses and mocks, the Goliaths, those who seemingly can overpower us, the giants who have come against us in this day. But what is God teaching us? David then declares, as if it is done, this very day, God is handing you over to me. I'm about to kill you. Cut off your head and serve up your body and the bodies of your Philistine buddies to the crows and coyotes. The whole earth will know that there's an extraordinary God in Israel. And everyone gathered here will learn that God doesn't save by means of sword or spear. The battle belongs to God. He's handing you to us on a platter. That's how 1 Samuel 17 reads in the Message Bible. Let's read it in the NIV. You may know it better. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. You know the rest of the story here. David wins. But how did he win? That's the important thing here. And this is how you're going to win in the future as well. The battle is the Lord's. It is not by sword, or by strength, or by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. This is a hard lesson sometimes to learn, because we have to throw away logic and reason, and we're wired for logic and reason. We have to throw away our understanding. We have to unlearn what we know, what we think we know, what our eyes see, what our heart tells us, what we feel. We have to throw all that away. How is that, huh? It's not easy, but it is going to be done. It can be done. You have to surrender fully to Jesus Christ because the battle is here and the battle is the Lord's. And the way you're going to be victorious in this battle is that you're going to have to rely 100% on the Lord. You're going to have to yield to the Lord's Spirit as He guides you through the day because the enemies of the children of God are all about us. They're cursing. They're mocking. They're trying to overcome and overtake us. You're going to have to rely on what God has taught you, how he's delivered you in the past. Remember that. You know how he draws you. You know how he corrects and he guides you. Listen to that voice. Listen to that small, still voice. And be confident that God is going to guide you through the battle. For it is the Lord's battle. Let him be the Lord, and that way you'll be successful. So press on. Onward, Christian soldier. Faith over fear.